Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Kylie Camps, owner of the Kind Parenting Company, wife, proud mom of twin boys, and happiness advocate. This podcast is a place for women who want more from life. It's your time to cultivate more self-care, compassion, happiness, love, and confidence. Let's have real conversations to help you feel better, choose better, and live your best life. Welcome to episode number 20. I cannot believe that we have 20 episodes of the podcast in the bank. It's a really cool feeling and I'm very much looking forward to the podcast that we have planned for the future. We've got some really great topics and guests coming up all within good time. But for now, this is another solo episode and I'm speaking about a topic that I have touched on before over on social media. I think it was over a year ago and I can't recall exactly whether it was on Snapchat or Instagram stories, but I can recall a very big, um, I guess, a, a large amount of feedback from people that listened to the story who found it really, really helpful. And I think that you know, this podcast is a place that we can have these conversations about topics that you might not get to speak about every single day, or you just don't have the time to connect with a girlfriend and talk about this topic, or maybe you don't have a friend that can hold the space to be open and honest and talk about this. Perhaps you do and perhaps you don't. But anyway, that's besides the point. The topic is bringing your sexy back as a mum. Now, I am definitely not a sexologist. I'm not an expert in any way, shape or form. I'm just a mom of twins who is really passionate about living her best life. And I love researching these topics and making improvements. And if I can share these improvements that I've made within my own life or learned from other women or other women have shared with me, and they can make a difference to someone out there who is listening, then it is all worth the time. So... When you become a mum, it can be really, really hard to stay connected with all the different areas of yourself, all the different sides of yourselves, the different roles that you play, the different hats that you wear. And for a lot of us, losing touch with our um, sexuality, losing touch with our desire and our passion is really, really common because we're doing so much. And we're in this, I guess, nurturing place in life where we're giving so much to our families and our babies. And, you know, maybe for the first time in our life, we're seeing our bodies in a different way and we're feeling more like we're in service than we are as though we're in passion or seeking desire. And I think that that's a very normal predicament to find yourself in because when you do become a mum, There is so much that changes, so many moving parts. It's a whole new chapter. It's a whole new season of your life and it takes time to settle in. 
And this podcast is certainly not about being a new mum and also being the perfect goddess in the bedroom. It's not about that at all. It's just about going, you know what? So many of us go through a time in our life where we feel as though we've lost touch with that side of ourselves and we're struggling a little bit and perhaps we're getting to the end of the day and we're feeling really, really touched out and you might be just really missing that connection to your intimate life and to your partner, but you're unsure of how to get it back. I know after having the boys, it took a little while for me to learn how to fuel my own desire and to also prioritize that connection that I have with Matt. And I've spoken about this before. I think that intimacy and sexual connection, you know, and intimacy and sex are two different things as well as they can be the same thing. It's so important because if you have a strong flame, a strong connection with your partner, that is one of the biggest things that sets aside your relationship with your life partner from the friendships that you have with others. The intimacy that you share is sacred and it's it's just really special and it is an area of life and relationship that needs to be prioritized in my opinion. So you might find yourself in motherhood at whatever stage it is, perhaps you are a brand new mum or perhaps you have toddlers or older children whatever it is, but you might find yourself feeling as though you're still just touched out and tapped out and fatigued and exhausted from mothering all day, every day for as long as you've been mothering. And it doesn't matter whether it's been weeks, months or years, we can all feel that burnout. And then at the end of the day, it's feeling touched out. And so many women have said to me, I want that connection back with my partner, but come eight o'clock, the last thing I want is someone else to touch me. And I think that that can come back to the fact that we are giving so much of our physical bodies to our children, from our womb, to our boobs, to our arms, to our legs, to our whole body. We are just there as their comfort. And of course, it's beautiful and that's exactly what you want. But you also want, in my opinion, and again, just an opinion, you also want to feel a connection to yourself. Because if you're not feeling a connection to your physical body, it's going to be very hard for you to move from a place of being touched out to having that desire for your partner without without feeling connected to yourself first. So if you are getting to the end of the day and you're feeling fatigued and burnt out, I wanted to share some tips with you that could make a big difference. And the first is to seek more pleasure in every single day. All too often as women, we kind of become the gatekeepers of our own pleasure. We just tell ourselves, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. I don't matter. I need to make sure everyone else in the house has everything that they need and that they're happy and they're fine. But me and my pleasure, not such a big deal. That's something I can go without. And yes, you can go without that, but I don't recommend it because it makes you a very hard person over time. And I guess what I mean by hard is not difficult for other people, but just a tough exterior. And it's telling yourself consciously and subconsciously that you don't matter. And that's just not true. You you certainly do matter. And if you look after yourself and invest in yourself, 
you are being a great role model for your children as well. I always say that you can't pour from an empty cup. But in particular, when it comes to reconnecting with your inner sexiness and your desire, make it your mission every day to bring more pleasure into your life. And pleasure can come from so many different places. It can be from using your favorite teacup for your cup of tea in the morning. You know, like we all have that special cup that you think, oh, I'll use that for a special occasion, but never ever do. Or it can be dusting off a a pair of shoes that you only ever save for a special occasion or an event, or you've been afraid that you're going to ruin them, but they just sat there in a box. It can be as simple as putting on a beautiful oil so that you have that fragrance throughout the day. It can be taking um, two minutes to sit in the sun and really soak that sunshine up. Pleasure is plentiful. There is not, you know, it's not scarce. You don't have to be in that scarcity mindset when you make it your mission. Even just taking true pleasure in the food that you eat can make a big difference. So slowing down rather than eating over the sink and just eating your children's leftovers, actually sitting down, tasting each mouthful, enjoying each mouthful and just letting that pleasure soak in to your day. It can have a flow on effect. There are so many areas in life where if you just improve a little bit, what you'll find is more of that comes into your life. The second point is to really focus on physical touch outside of the bedroom. So of course, when it comes to intimacy, for a lot of us, that's at the end of the day, once we've done everything else and we get into bed and you know, that's when it might be the right time. But if we go all throughout our day and we go weeks and months, and for some of you, even years without having physical touch outside of the bedroom, It can make it, I guess, feel not as natural when the time does come, when the opportunity presents itself, because I guess you're not primed for it. You're not ready. And if you just really focus on physical touch outside of the bedroom, what you might find is that it comes easier for you inside the bedroom. So I know I spoke about being touched out in the first point, but making space for different types of touch throughout the day is powerful. And what I mean by this is greeting your partner of a morning when you wake up and actually touching one another, rolling over, putting your hands on them, letting them put their hands on you. Also holding hands outside of the bedroom, a hug and embrace as they walk past while they're washing the dishes, giving them a cheeky bum squeeze or just, you know, wrapping your hands around their waist to let them know that you see them and vice versa. It makes a really big difference. Something that Matt and I do is we really focus on physical touch outside of the bedroom, but we kind of go a step further and we try and make it a bit fun as well. So we will often grab one another and kind of force the other person into like a slow dance, just randomly, like in the middle of the kitchen, when the kids are whinging, I'll often just grab him and I'll start singing the words to Michael Bublé's song. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Sway with me, maybe that's beside the point, but just making space for physical touch so that when it comes time, when there is the opportunity for sex, it doesn't feel as though, okay, this is a transaction. You actually 
feel a little bit more ready for that because you've had touch points throughout the day, the week, the month. Now, I'm sure you've heard people suggest to schedule sex, schedule sex dates before. I have certainly read that in Cosmo magazine growing up. I've heard professionals recommend it. I've had friends talk about it. And for some people, it seems to really work. They sit down and they go, okay, you know what? Tuesdays are our best bet because we're both home from work. Uh, We're not tired from a long week just yet. All of those things. And for some couples, scheduling really, really works because they feel as though if they don't schedule it, it's not going to happen. Now, for me personally, scheduling does not work at all because it then makes me feel, and this is just my interpretation, I start to feel as though it's one more thing I need to do. You know, it's one more thing on my to-do list and it just takes the romance and the spontaneity out of it. And probably because I am quite a structured routine person throughout the day, throughout my normal life, I don't want that structure in the bedroom. I like the flexibility. I like the spontaneity and the variety. So, you know, if scheduling works for you, amazing. But if you try it and it's too much pressure, you are not alone there and it's just not for you. That doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It just means scheduling isn't the right fit for you guys. And in a similar vein to that point, also changing the way that you think about sex. So rather than it being a service, something that you have to do, I heard a quote from Esther Perel, who I love and I've referenced several times because I've learned so much from her. If you just Google Esther Perel, you will find so many amazing interviews and times that she's spoken and she's just very enlightening. I really, I'm a big fan. And something that I heard her say in a a talk or a podcast was along the lines of reframing that sex is not something you have to do, but sex is a place you can go. And for me, that just stuck with me because as a mum, there are so many things that I have to do day in, day out, and not just as a mum, for any parent. And just to change it and go, you know what? It's not something I do, but it's a place I can go with my beloved. It's a place I can go with my lover or even by yourself. It really, really helped me making that mindset shift. Now, the next one is a bit of a shift as well, and that is to identify and connect with your feminine energy. I remember thinking that becoming a mum would make me feel so much more in tune with my femininity because what's more feminine than being a nurturer, growing life, sustaining life, being that caregiver? What what could be more feminine than that? But my truth is that in motherhood, I found myself pushed more towards the masculine side of things rather than the feminine than I ever could have imagined. And so many of my friends and women I've spoken to relate to this as well. And also their partners, when I talk about this in front of them, it's like a light bulb moment for them going, oh my gosh, that has actually impacted our relationship because in a relationship, and it doesn't matter whether it's a man and a woman, two men, two women, but there needs to be some sense of polarity. And to achieve that polarity, there needs to be a balance between the masculine and the feminine. And we all have those energies within 
ourselves. We have that duality. It exists in all of us, but it's just about identifying what your true essence is. And for me, my true essence is being very feminine. That is one of my highest values. And I'm not talking about feminine as in um, putting makeup and perfume on. It's just at my core. That's my energy. And in motherhood, I found myself swaying so much more into the masculine side of things because I became more of a taskmaster. And I don't know whether this is unique, particularly to parents who have more than one child. I I don't think it is. I think it's applicable to everyone. But for me, I just had so much to do, you know, like I had to, it wasn't, it wasn't a case of feeding one baby and then being able to soak them up. It was more like a production line at times, you know, feed baby one, feed baby two, change baby one, change baby two. Oh gosh, now I've got to feed baby one again. Now baby two needs his nappy done. Um, And just that cycle of always having something to do and to survive. I had to become quite routine and structured in many areas of life because it made it doable and enjoyable. So I kind of lost touch with my flexibility, with my um, creativity in a sense. And maybe, I don't don't know whether vulnerability, but I just became more of a, more of a task master and we have to do this and we have to do that. And then I need to do this and then I need to do that. And I was just operating more from a masculine place. But when I realized and I caught myself doing that and I could feel the friction and the tension that was bringing into every area of my life, I realized, ah, okay, I need to connect with my femininity again. And for me, that's making space for conversations with women. It is taking time to get ready by myself. That's why my morning routine is so important to me. And if you've not listened to my podcast on morning routines, definitely do it. But for me, that is a chance to just recalibrate, set myself up for the day. It's giving to myself. It's appreciating myself. And it makes the biggest difference. Other little ways that I find I can connect to my femininity include reading, seeking more pleasure, touching my body, like just applying moisturizer head to toe after a shower. It takes less than two minutes, but it just puts me back into my true essence. And it's an interesting topic to think about, but how can you connect more to your own femininity if that's what you need more of? Maybe it is moving your body, dancing, being a little more free. It's playing music. There have been times in my life where I've forgotten how much I love music just because I'm so on task. So I make myself put on a playlist with songs that I will sing along to and I'll move my body to, you know, even just playing some music when you're cooking, when you're getting around the house, whatever it is you're up to can make a big difference. And it really doesn't have to be obvious things. You know, your mind might instantly go to, okay, I need to go and get some lacy underwear or a lacy robe or a corset or whatever. Not necessarily. Connecting to your inner feminine and your sexiness could just be a really nice cotton singlet and some cotton briefs and a good quality moisturizer or body oil. And that's how you feel sexiest within your own skin. That's perfect. I think it's worth every woman investing in sleepwear that makes her feel amazing at the end of the day. 
So many of us get caught up in just, you know, wearing our partner's old shirts, and that's nice at times, sure, or perhaps just still sleeping in our um, pregnancy pajamas or our maternity pajamas or our maternity bra when we're long past the point of needing it, you know, or maybe you find yourself thinking, oh, I'm not going to invest in anything for myself because I don't want to spend that money on myself, or my body's a work in progress and I don't want to buy myself anything nice until I'm feeling really good within my skin. But, you know, and I've said this before, that is telling yourself you're not worthy and you are worthy. You need to build your confidence and your connection with yourself right now, not stall yourself and become that gatekeeper again, like I spoke about in the first point, because you are allowed to feel good how you are right now. Go spend the time, spend the resources on getting yourself some cute pajamas, some sexy pajamas that make you feel good. And they do not need to cost a fortune. It could literally be a $3 black singlet from Kmart and a pair of $3 briefs and some moisturizer, and you will feel like a new woman rather than putting on something at the end of the day that you don't feel good in. If you don't feel good, if you feel unattractive to yourself, you're probably not going to feel as though you want to connect and be close with your partner. And when it does come to going to bed, going to bed at the same time as one another is powerful. And it's something that many people can just fall out of the habit of doing. You know, one of you might decide to read in bed and the other's watching Netflix or someone staying up late to work and the other wants to get an early night or whatever it is. There are going to be times in life when you can't always go to bed at the same time, particularly if your partner works away or you work nights or whatever it is. So, you know, don't feel as though I'm telling you to quit your job or you need to make over your life completely. But when you have the opportunity, if you're both under the same roof at the same time, go to bed together. If you don't go to bed together, it really does dramatically reduce the chance of connection before you go to sleep. And I'm not just talking about sex. I'm talking about connection, conversation, checking in with one another, making out, being physical, just even touching, holding hands, all of that stuff. If you brush your teeth and get into bed at the same time as one another, one another, then there is a shot that those things can happen. I've had women in the past reach out to me via direct message and say, my partner stays up late watching a lot of the times it's things like Games of Thrones um, and I'm in bed and I get cranky. I get cranky that my partner's not coming to bed, but I don't want to nag them and I know they've had a long day and I don't want to bother them. And I so appreciate that because I also speak about how important it is not to parent or micromanage your partner, but you are in a relationship. Your intimate connection is important. So having a conversation when appropriate, and it's probably not appropriate when they're watching TV right there and then, but choose your timing wisely. You know, maybe it's over the weekend in a quiet moment and just saying, I miss I miss when we used to go to bed at the same time as one another. You know, remember when we first met and we couldn't wait to get home and jump into bed and talk about our day and connect and share things. I'm really missing that. Can we try and do more of that? And it doesn't have to be seven days a week, but can we just try it tonight? Getting into bed early, you know, even if it is a case of letting the dishes stay in the sink that night, just so that you can get into bed a little earlier and have some time for your connection. And speaking of going to bed together, sleep 
is so important. I cannot stress this enough. If you are operating in a state of sleep deprivation, fatigue, exhaustion, it's going to be an incredibly hard uphill battle to get on top of other areas of your life. So make sleep a priority. If you are struggling with extended night waking, co-sleeping, anything like that, make sure you check out the programs that we offer at the kindparentingcompany.com. We focus on kind parenting methods, evidence-based techniques, support, resources, education, knowledge, all of those good things that can help you improve sleep for your baby or your toddler if that is an issue for you. Because if you are operating on you know, two hours of sleep a night or you're getting up and down five to 10 times a night or you have your child in the bed and you're just over it, these are things that you need to address first. Focus on the basics first. I often say, you know, superfoods are great in life, but there's no point in going and ordering a tub of a new superfood or taking juice tablets or whatever it is people take if you're not eating well to begin with. It's the same with making improvements in your life. If you want to improve in areas of your life, take care of the basics first. And sleep is one of those ones that just people seem to think, oh, I can, I can get it, you know, I can get past this, even though I'm tired, I'll just have extra coffee, I'll push through. But no, sleep affects you on so many different levels. So I just wanted to mention that because if you need sleep help, we are here for you. And maybe it's not about sleep help with your babies or your toddlers. Maybe it's yourself. Maybe it's getting into a great routine, rhythm and sleep hygiene practices for yourself as an adult that can make a really big difference for you. And that will bleed out into all other areas of your life. Staying in the same vein, talking about your bedroom, it can be really nice to just kind of take stock of what's going on inside your haven creating a haven for you and your partner is so nice. Removing distractions from the room that you don't need. So if you have gotten into the habit of keeping all of your laundry, like your laundry basket sitting at the end of your bed, and that's just like a mental flag of, oh my gosh, I need to wake up in the morning and fold the laundry. Or if you have turned your bedroom into an office as well, you've got your computer in there, that can be a problem as well when it comes to shutting off and connecting with your desire and your passion because you've got that distraction right there. And same thing again, if you look around your room and it's just taken over by baby or kid paraphernalia and you're past the point now of having your little one sleep inside your room, just doing a bit of a makeover or a make under and getting those things out of your room, simplifying and bringing things in that make you feel good. Again, if you decide to invest in some high quality linen, that can make a big difference. A pillow topper for your mattress. There are lots of ways you can change up the vibe of your room and some really inexpensive ways to do so as well. You might remember when we moved into our place before this one, I went all Zen in our bedroom. I got rid of the base of our bed, the bed head. We were all just like a liter- literally in our master. It was our mattress on the floor, no bedside tables, some nice candles, some oils, a diffuser, things like that. Very, very simple, but it was a haven for us. 
And as I've mentioned, you can go to Kmart now and get some really beautiful items that are very inexpensive. So even if it is just wiping down your bedside table, removing your textbooks, adding a soft nightlight, some, you know, a candle or flowers or whatever it is, just something that you really like in creating a space that makes you feel at ease and like yourself can make a difference again. And just another point that I wanted to add Working out can make you feel so much more in tune with your body. So when I suggest exercising, that's not coming from a place of going, oh, you need to exercise to change your body. That's coming from a place of going, you know what, if you exercise in one way, shape or form, whether it is going for a walk, full body stretch, yoga, Pilates, pump class, maybe you're crazy like me and you love the stair mill or you love weights, whatever it is, some sort of movement can really, really make you appreciate and connect with your physical body. And when you have that appreciation and that gratitude and that connection with your own physicality, you do tend to have a little more confidence within yourself as well. And again, that just comes out in other areas of your life, also with the connection that you have with your partner. So I did want to throw that one in there because Exercise for me is something that I need to do regularly. It's my natural antidepressant. It puts me back into my body. It makes me feel strong. It makes me feel confident and it does make me feel sexy as well. So I couldn't not do a podcast and include that tip in there. So hopefully some of these have been helpful for you. Maybe you really connected with all of the points or maybe it was just one or two takeaways that you can carry off into your life now. Either way, I truly appreciate you listening to episode number 20. Can't believe it. I'm really excited. I feel like 20 is a milestone as, you know, hopefully we'll 50 and 100 and so on. But anyway, if you liked this episode, please jump over and leave a comment on my Instagram account. Doesn't matter what post you leave it on. I always see comments and I am so grateful Anytime you take a chance on recommending our podcast to a friend by putting it in your Instagram stories as well, that means a lot to me too. And I will love and leave you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 